0: This is Under the Dome. On today's episode, we're taking a closer look at what's happening in North Carolina politics for the week of Monday, April 19th. For the news and observer i'm lucille sherman your host for this episode of under the dome joining me today is one of the most powerful lawmakers in north carolina house rules chairman dustin hall representative dustin hall thanks so much for joining me today
1: thanks for having me lucille
0: i'm hoping today we can talk about what's coming up this week in north carolina politics and since you are the rules chairman And pretty much it's all legislation that has to come through you to hit the House floor, right? Is it every bill?
1: Yeah, so every in the House anyway, the way we do it um, in the Senate. We we do things a bit different than they do, um, but much of it's the same as the Rules Committee. But yeah, every bill has to pass through the House Rules Committee at some point before it ends up on the House floor.
0: Okay, so you're the gatekeeper for lots of bills. Lucky, in the legislature. Me. Lucky me. Lucky you. No yeah. pressure. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, what you're aware of of what's coming up this week. Mm-hmm. One thing that I know about is a bill related to firefighters that sounds yeah. like will come up. Could yeah. you tell me about that?
1: Yeah, I mean you know, this is one that I that I do expect to be heard because I'm on it. Uh, it's <laughs> actually uh, I'm one of the primary sponsors on the bill, along with the majority leader John Bell, uh, Representative Jason Sain is one of the senior appropriations chairs, and Representative John Hardister, who's of course the majority whip.
0: Which. I'll interrupt you really quick to say that's a pretty big signal that there's a lot of support behind the bill and that it will probably pass the House floor.
1: (laughs) We feel good about it passing the House floor. We think it's a good bill. (laughs) Uh, So what the bill does is it essentially uh, increases benefits to firemen who contract cancer. Uh, We we know that from studies or studies show that firemen are much more likely to get a cancer diagnosis. And the reason why is they're around so many carcinogens all the time. They're in these burning buildings, all these materials are burning, and smoking, they're breathing that in, but it's also their turnout gear that they wear because they're sweating underneath it, their pores are opening up, and the material that turnout gear is made out of, of course, it's fire fire, uh, uh, retardant, and so when that seeps into their skin, it's causing cancers. They're much more likely to get cancer. So what happens is when they get cancer, they can't work, of course. So not only are they out of their job, but they're also facing huge medical bills. And so what this bill does is essentially says that if they contract uh, one of many types of cancer and we specify those types in there, they can automatically get up to a $50,000 benefit uh, depending on how many cancers that they have to cover some of those initial expenses and some of those expenses while they're out of work fighting cancer Um, you know these are folks who of course they have a very risky job Uh, they risk their lives for us and for our property and we think it's unfair that that these folks are are essentially uh, facing complete disaster and bankruptcy um, if they get one of these cancers and again firemen have a much higher chance of getting these cancers
0: Why is this bill important right now? Has it come up before, or what made it come up this session?
1: Yeah, you know, this is my third term, and I know that it's come up every time since I've been here. Uh, I think it's come up probably before I was here, and you know, it's it's these things cost money, and benefits, of course, cost money, and so we've tried to uh, craft some balance in how to pay for these things and. And, you know, we haven't always been able to get agreement, but on this one, we've worked really hard ahead of time, uh, both folks in the House and folks in the Senate and other stakeholders, and tried to craft some plan uh, to get some benefits to these firemen. And we really think that this is going to be that compromise. Mm.
0: So another bill that I think might be coming up is loosely um related to ppp loans can Mm -hmm. you tell me about that one
1: yeah and so um actually uh that is the the bill that's been voted on on the house floor one time and it's got to be voted on again a second time and that'll happen on tuesday most likely what that bill does it essentially essentially makes our our tax rules the same as as the federal government for ppp loans and it just makes those loans deductible for state income tax purposes Right now, uh, we are what's called decoupled, meaning that our law is a little bit different from what the federal government's laws are on on taxes as it relates to PPP loans. And so we wanna try to make ours the same, that way when folks are filing their taxes, those those businesses who took those PPP loans, uh, that they can also deduct those expenses from their taxes. Again, these are folks who got these loans so that they could keep people employed during the pandemic. And of course the government uh, had to to shut things down for a period of time because of the uh, because of covid and the P the ppp program and it stands for paycheck protection program Mm -hmm. folks forget that we just (laughs) all call it ppp now but the purpose of that was to keep people working and it was to keep businesses open and we don't think that businesses uh, should be punished because they took these PPP loans. We think that those funds should be deductible for their tax purposes. So we're excited about that one. We think it'll pass on Tuesday out of the House.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there any opposition for that bill, or you seem pretty optimistic that it'll pass?
1: Well, um, it's, so it passed on its first vote, I think. Overwhelmingly, I think it was some, somewhere around 117 to 2. So um, there's numerically not a lot of opposition in the House. <laughs> you know, in the Senate, of course, we'll see. Um, you know, sometimes it, it takes them a little longer over there to, to come around to the right opinion. So yes. we're, we're going to work on it, though.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, and then one more bill, which we're talking about a slew of very non-controversial bills, as mm-hmm. some might say. So that's uh, once in a blue moon. But mm-hmm. what's the third bill you think is well, coming this week?
1: Well, uh, I know that uh, we're, we're going to do some uh, business court appointments. And uh, North Carolina has a, has a business court And the real purpose of that is to make sure that we've got some uniformity in rulings on matters of business. We want to be as pro-business as we can. We want businesses to come here and want to open up. And part of that, one of those factors is how predictable is the law in a given state. And so we don't want to have different rules in eastern and western North Carolina. We want things to be consistent across the state. So we've got five business court judges um, and uh, I think four of them are up for appointment right now and these are the governor's appointments. And so uh, we vet them, Uh, we ask other groups to look at them to make sure that uh, they're not going to go and do something crazy. And uh, the particular judges that have been nominated have been vetted. They've got the endorsement of several groups like the Chamber of Commerce for example. And so the process is we have to actually vote uh, to confirm those judges to the North Carolina Business Court, so they'll come around the legislature and they'll meet legislators. I had a chance to meet with them uh, this this week um, and talk to them about you know their, their the role that they they're aspiring to as the nominees to the business court and so I enjoy doing that, and they're going to of course they'll go around and talk to other legislators as well, and usually what happens is the the rules chair. In either the House or the Senate, we'll file a uh, resolution basically just saying, you know, we, we are uh, accepting these folks as the, the governor's nominees for the business court, and we'll vote on that next week.
0: Got it. Um, well, this has been really enlightening. Is there anything else you think North Carolina and Politicos should know about the upcoming week?
1: just stay tuned it's always fun and exciting uh often you know you all find out when i find out about <laughs> what we're gonna do so yeah you know that's the thing it, it truly is uh an organic experience in many ways i mean i can i can predict what we're gonna do from week to week but you know honestly on, by monday morning my phone's ringing, ringing and members are asking that certain bills get heard and uh, there are, you know, fights here and there that we deal with. So you never know from week to week what it's going to look like. The three things that I just described to you, they may be minor notes next week by the time we get there.
0: And if anyone would know what's coming, it would be the rules chairman. Yep. So if you don't know what's coming, no one knows.
1: That's right. Expect the unexpected.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Representative Paul. Thank you, Lucille. We'll be right back. more from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider, and sign up for our weekly political newsletter, also called Under the Dome, at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.